Good afternoon, Patriots, and it's Thursday, June 2nd in the year 2022. Just a quick reminder that 30 minutes after this show, I'll be on Brighteon Live if you wish to join me over there. And before we get begin, make sure you're getting all the good night's sleep you need with my pillow. My pillow is the best place around for the best sleep products that you can possibly find. And right now, in addition to the sleep products, they've got this incredible offer of a poster called the Lion of Judah. And it's on our site, if you're our landing page, which is mypillow.com forward slash bards. Beautiful print, 11 by 14 art print, the Lion of Judah. And it's uh, on sale right now for $28 with your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. But in addition to that, there's just incredible savings going on. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell. And as you know, my passion is to help each and every one of you get the best sleep of your life. That's why I created my new Giza Dreams bed sheets. I started by using the world's best cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region between the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. I guarantee you they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. I do not like my sheets. I love my Giza Dream sheets. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you can buy one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or you can get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com. Use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products and that's mypillow.com forward slash bards our landing page it's featuring all of the great specials that are going on right now buy one get one free big discounts on the my slippers and of course the offer of mike lindell's book when the for free with every use of your promo code so go to mypillow.com forward slash bards your promo code is bards and you can use that promo code anywhere on the frank speech site the my store site and of course the my pillow site Patriots, there's a, I had a great conversation today, and I'm going to tease it up a little bit tonight, and it's something that's coming. I can't talk about it yet, but I'm going to be having the creator of it on the show here in a week or so. There is truly the first-of-its-kind alternative to this ridiculous medical system that we have, and it is a, it is, it's just amazing. It's a, it's a telemedicine approach and it's done by a, a buddy of mine that used to be in as an operator. So it's, it's amazing. It's huge. It's already, he's built out a massive network. You're going to be so excited about this. I'm serious. I'll talk about it next week, but I just wanted to tease it up. And I, and I really can't share with you right now what's going on, but I'm telling you just to kind of put that out there because we get so much garbage of negativity. And this is truly a fantastic solution to this health issue. And it's coming and it's, it's ready to launch, and it is going to be fantastic. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. So anyway, that said, things are going to get a little crazy. Um, take a listen to this. I'm going to talk more about this tonight. This is Edward Dowd, who is the former VP of BlackRock. He's an analyst, and he was on InfoWars yesterday. Again, we're trying to get Edward on the show as well. Listen to this. Um, these comments here. What's really going on, that what you're seeing is that the social contract has been broken. 95 to 99% of the world doesn't know that yet. And they're scrambling to provide excuses as to why that social contract is going to be broken. 
And what I mean by that is pensions broke, social security gone, um, you know, municipal, you know, state state budgets breaking, you know, state pensions. We're talking about violent. sovereign debt defaults. Correct. Wow. And it's going to start. It's going to start away from the U.S. at first, and then it's going to spread globally. So we're the we're the the U.S. as always because of uh, a lot of people in this country and and our freedoms that we still have. We're the dirty. We're the cleanest shirt in the, in a dirty laundry basket. I don't know about us being the cleaner shirt in the dirty laundry basket, but I can tell you this. You've heard me talk about this for almost two years, that there's no money in 401ks and pensions. That all of that there is just an illusion when you get your statement. And it's one of the reasons that I've talked about so importantly is to can get your money moved out of, or get your money moved out of these, these 401ks, get it into solid assets. So, and I, I'm just going to point your point you to it. I mean, you know that I've been I've been talking about Birch Gold, and this is, and there's a reason I brought them on. You need to have a place to park that money that's safe. So you you can check that out in the link below. But in, in all truth, patriots, this is a, a time that if you know people that are reliant and dependent on Social Security, people that are reliant and dependent on pensions, and I'm not trying to be the conveyor of bad news, but it's only a matter of time before this thing implodes. Because they've, they're just printing paper now. We have 80% of our paper debt was created, or money in circulation, paper money in circulation was generated since 2020. And it, they're just pushing paper out there as fast as they can, making whatever promises they can to keep people pacified. But the, the end is near, and it's going to be epic, biblical. And speaking of that, it's 11 minutes after the hour. Let's ramp up and do some serious prayer warfare. How about that? All right. Here we go, Patriots. Heavenly Father, we thank you today. We're come together as we do beautifully each day to just come before you and pray for our nation and pray for the world and pray for humanity as a whole. Lord, we truly want to see as many as possible to come over and to join us in this beautiful walk with Christ. Unfortunately, we have so many people that are buried deep in the matrix that they just can't seem to hear, let alone hear us, they can't even hear you. Lord, today we're really praying for this ability to rupture that convention, that structure that's around their minds and their hearts that have locked them into this world of hatred and crazy debauchery and to awaken them to the true sense of what our purpose is here. We have grown up with this misaligned purpose that somehow our intention of being on earth is to be born, go to school, get a job, consume lots of garbage in the food system, buy a lot of garbage we don't need, retire, and die and somehow go to heaven. And we've missed our entire point of living through you on this world. So we pray right now, Father, just for the absolute truths, that we can start to see truths, not just us, but the many, to be shaken and awakened by the truths of what's really going on. There is so much emphasis on unity at any cost. And that's just something, Father, that runs in conflict to Scripture. We have to be able to hold this line of morality and ethics. We can't just be accepting anything under the sun because at that point we stand for nothing. And so we are here today, Lord, as well, and our hearts are opened to be guided through this difficult and challenging time to continue to have that strength that we need in the warrior sense to walk boldly and to not be concerned uh, 
as much about the empathy of the weak, but instead be more focused on the demonstration of living our faith. Because we know that by living the example and giving people that shining light, that lamp on the hill, that we can truly bring more across as people are fall into fear and chaos as will continue. They need those illuminated points in their life to identify with and to move towards and to be drawn towards and let that be the love of Christ. So Father, we pray for all of us that are walking in this remnant to just continue to dig in deeper into our relationship with you and that deep and loving relationship with Christ Jesus to be able to work in our lives to clean out those sort of baggages and hooks from the past, to be honest with you, to open our hearts to you, to live more in unity with the perfection of Christ and to strive for that goal, which for some may seem impossible, for way too many that sit in the pulpit have been told it is impossible, yet we know it's not true. We know that you have provided for us a way for us to achieve the beauty and glory that you want for us. That was through the sacrifice of your son, so allow us now, Lord, in this walk to, to find that strength and that clarity and that steps that we need to make to pu- truly walk in such a way that we continue to merge closer within the perfection of the body of Christ. And for those times when we f- stumble and we, f- and we make those transgressions or those sins, we will be there before you pr- praying for forgiveness. And as we pray for forgiveness, we pray that as well we can feel that loving and ever-loving hand of yours to touch us and to raise us back up, to get back into the fight, to be bold, to be that exemplar person in life, in the communities that we're in, that people can look to and say, wow, that's really somebody I would like to walk with, learn about, find out why they are so comfortable in their in their body, so comfortable in this time. Because we are, Lord. We, we walk without fear. And for those, again, that stumble in fear, let them feel that hand of Christ on their shoulder to remind them that we are to fear not, that there is no fear in this walk. We are surrounded by the negativities, Lord, as you well know, a war that is being waged in our mind and our spirit to wear us down, to constantly try to tell us that we can't, to constantly try to tell us that we're not worthy, to constantly try to tell us that we're perpetual sinners. It's just a lie. And it's unfortunate that so much has been put on the weight of peddling guilt and peddling sin rather than peddling the greatness of who we are. For those churches, for those people that perpetuate those lies of trying to tell people that they're forever unworthy, may they be shocked with the reality of love of what you are and how beautiful we are as people, that we are very worthy but it takes work. We have to strive. We have to build closeness with Christ. We have to reach in and we have to be humbled. We don't need egos. We don't need people seeking to build incomes over your words or through guilt. Instead, we need that beauty and that walk in Christ that will lead us and guide us as the exemplar element within society that others can look to, rise up to, and that is, and we can raise the world. So Lord, in this walk we're in right now, as challenging as it is, and as the many mistakes that we make, the transgressions that we make, we put ourselves before you and we say, forgive us, Father. Forgive us for what we've done in these things. Forgive our nation for the absolute disgusting pit that we're in right now. 
but hear us as well, Father. We pray for mercy for our nation. We pray for the revival of faith in our nation. We pray for the strength of this remnant to stand up and to be that light that the nation needs to raise up and to redirect its path. We pray for the strength of decisions that people will break from the habits and convenience of a world. Instead, seek that narrow path and that narrow gate that will take them to, a, to life and to take them to the challenges necessary. Let us embrace the idea that we will be persecuted. Who cares? Because this is a, a walk that we're making for the betterment of humanity, not for the betterment of ourselves. And as we strive to make ourselves better, we are also raising up the ability for others to see what that looks like so that the world itself can find a better footing on the rock of faith. Guide us and protect us, and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Challenging times that demand a lot from us to continue to rise above, and I have no doubt that we will, no doubt at all, in fact. But unfortunately, we're surrounded by so much negativity, the constant reinforcement that we can't do. We can't do this. Well, here's a little clue to some of that, and it's what's called mass formation. Take a listen to this. Mass formation is not similar to hypnosis. It's identical. Exactly the same process happens in a hypnosis. In a hypnosis, there is someone, a hypnotist, who has a natural skill, to withdraw the attention from the environment of someone else and to focus it all on one extremely small aspect of reality, for instance, a pendulum that is moving before the eyes of the hypnotized person. And consequently, after that, it is as if reality doesn't exist anymore, the rest of reality. And this goes extremely far. A simple hypnotic procedure is sufficient to make someone so insensitive for what happens with his body, for instance, if his attention is no longer focused on his body, that a surgeon is perfectly capable of performing an open heart operation in which he has to cut straight through the skin, the flesh and the breastbone of the patient without the patient noticing it. So that's the strength, the enormous strength of the focusing of attention that exists in a hypnosis, but also in illusionism, for instance, and also in mass formation. And that explains, of course, why you can take everything away of people when they are in a mass formation without them noticing it. And literally, we're dealing with a, hap a mass hypnosis of the population based around the elements of fear, which we've talked so much about here. It is critical to appreciate how much fear destroys our ability to function as sovereigns, as people gifted with liberty, as all that we are intended to be. It's truly a powerful narcotic. But in the midst of this, it's also interesting to note how things are beginning to shape. Ironically, the, the one tool people worship, which is money, becomes a tool to push away so much of this woke culture and try to reset towards a level of common sense. I do think there's a real story to tell here when Netflix sends a notice out to their employees saying, look, uh, we are not running an ideological company you know, to satisfy our employees' you know, ideology. We're trying to run a business. I predict that the, the decision makers in these boards of directors 
uh, have a fundamental interest in making their company profitable, and they're convinced that satisfying the aggrieved young new activist marketplace that they hire because of their HR departments getting are flooding with these guys and gals that are millennials out of colleges with their own attitudes, they're operating almost like a religious cult taking over the marketplace in these corporations. But I promise you, in the boardroom, these guys are driven by the pragmatism of a return on investment. Exactly. The moment they get whacked on the bottom line and it's starting, the moment that their brand starts to suffer and they find themselves on the chopping block because their stockholders are mad at them, you will see a whole new policy begin. That's why we have to keep pushing. We've been probably dying from civility. The majority of the Americans that don't go out on the street with bricks, don't scream or horrified by the aggressiveness of the left, have kind of thought we could give in and get along. But now we're finding out the only way you can get along with someone trying to take over your plane is to keep them from getting in the cockpit. This is the same garbage I talk about so much that it originates constantly in the churches. Peace at any cost that we are all to get along at any cost. That is not the teachings of Christ because he doesn't give in to everybody. He holds a steady line. And this is a point when we have to start really digging in. It doesn't mean you can't, you have to be nasty to somebody, but it definitely doesn't mean that you accept their way in any way they go. And the problem is when you build compliance within a belief of a culture, people bend over to everything for fear of having conflict. Christ was not, avoidance of conflict, but he was very strategic about how he engaged his in his conflicts. And this is something that somehow that whole teaching gets lost within this pacifist pacification training of doctrine of, of faith. I'm not a pacifist. Neither was Christ. And that's something that needs to be understood. But they want you to be a pacifist because if you're a pacifist and if you believe that in to do otherwise you'll violate God's law, and you need to wait till Christ returns, you're already defeated. You're done. You might as well roll over, go take the shot, and go vote Democrat because that's about where you are right now. It is time to have a backbone and to stand up and to be strong. Now, all that said, we're going to kind of close with this. We know that we have a pernicious and evil attack that's gone on humanity, and it's all designed to destroy God's perfect temple and our genetics and as well as our immune system. But here's something really amazing, which I find takes us right into scripture, even though they don't say so. And it has to do with fasting and healing. Listen to Dr. Paul Merrick about intermittent fasting. I've heard from some, some of these vac vaccinated that they have fasted for a couple of days. Yeah, so you'll see in our protocol, sorry to, to override Pierre, that we've no, combined ivermectin with intermittent fasting. And it sounds pretty bogus. But actually, it's based on very sound physiological data. So when you actually fast, it stimulates the cell to actually break down misfolded proteins, damaged proteins, maybe the spike protein. So it's a way of the cell healing itself. Um, it, uh, it's, a, it's a very, it's called autophagy, where the cell digests broken and damaged proteins. It's very, very powerful. And so we think if you combine intermittent fasting with ivermectin, you have a really strong mechanism of restoring the immune system. Um, so intermittent fasting is actually a lot easier than fasting. 
Fasting is quite difficult. With intermittent fasting, what you do is you just miss breakfast and you slowly increase the period of time that you're not eating. And it does, it triggers an enormous amount of really important repair mechanisms in the body. And if you think about it, the way we evolved as hunters and gatherers, we would have a feast and then we would starve. That was that was the way we were designed. We weren't designed. You didn't eat donuts four times a day, Paul? We weren't designed, to go, to the, we weren't designed to go to the store and eat donuts every two hours. Yeah. You know, one thing I'll, I'll say is that fasting, like pure fast, water fasting, it is a little bit more challenging unless you're you're sort of educated in the approach because the, the the hunger pangs and that actually not hunger pangs those are actually habits and those are sensations mm -hmm. that don't actually indicate hunger um, it's just something that it's a habitual sort of uh, hormonal cycle of insulin that we feel like we have to eat it's not true hunger and hunger actually goes away within a day and a half or two days and once mm -hmm. you get past that initial phase. People have really enjoyed, you know, semi-prolonged fast. You have to drink a lot of water. The other th other way to get through those first two days is you want to drink water. Anytime you're hungry, drink water. And anytime the thought of uh, the feeling of food, or the thought of food comes in, um, you want to like click the X on the browser and just shut your mind off to the food, and you can get past the two days. Obviously, Doctor Paul Merrick doesn't appreciate Bard's Nation's Donut Revolution. We'll have to have a conversation with him about that maybe on the side. <laughs> Because we do know that donuts can unite the world, especially if it's buttermilk, old-fashioned donuts that are glazed with a cup of coffee. What a better way to break bread with a friend. And if they don't like those donuts, then you you better be asking some questions. But in all seriousness, this is a wonderful approach just to demonstrate again the power of our bodies. We, we hear and we read about fasting in, in Scripture. We're glad to do that, and yet... Here we are as and from a medical point of view, hearing how the fasting can actually regenerate the cells and potentially, and he's, he's clear about that, potentially restore the body after it's been damaged by this injection. So something really amazing to honor. All right, Patriots, that's it for today. We'll see you tonight. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us, but keep those prayers up for this nation. We need a lot of prayers for people to wake up, to deviate from their deviance and restore their relationship with Christ Jesus. In the end, God will always win, but, but we are here in this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. Walk boldly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you either in the next half hour at Bright Dion TV or tonight for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion 
that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand, we live by the words, in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.